can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Welcome back, everybody. Hannah hasn't had a coffee. I'm holding it. I'm about to drink it. Mm. And I didn't sleep that well last night. Mm. So um, bear with us. (laughs) Bear with me while I have, I'm just going to have a little sip now. So Hannah, tell us what's on this episode. So on this episode, we are talking about excess sweating which you have experienced. Uh, We're also chatting to Daria from Victorian Dermal Group about skin needling and other professional treatments. And of course, the products we didn't know we needed. So for today's cringy convo, let's start off with how many DMs you got about your showering. I got so many DMs. I'm like so happy. Mm. Like it actually- People are nice in the end. (laughs) I actually wrote back to one girl and said, for every like one troll, there's like a hundred mm. women who like support you. It and was... it's really sad that you kind of get stuck on that one person. Yes, totally. Yeah, even it... though there's all but this isn't nice this... stuff. It... Just to get a little bit deep with you, isn't this life? Yeah. Like you always look at the yeah. negative, not the positive. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So you got all these DMs. Yeah. So there was some... what were some of the things people said? So some of the interesting things people said um, were there was like people like me that CBF, there was a lot of CBFs after the gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a couple of other interesting ones. One girl, um, she did a base camp at Everest and yep. didn't shower for 14 days. Well, that's fair. And I, I I wrote back and said, oh, my God, I've always wanted to do that. How was it? She said it was beautiful and amazing. And I just I just loved Maybe that. Maybe you two should go together. I totally want to do I want to do – I actually want to go to Everest Base Camp with my dad. Oh, yeah. That would yeah. be nice. Shout out to dad. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Um, so on the note of that, you were surprised that I'd had this particular treatment, but we talk a lot about excess sweating and we have covered off natural deodorant on one episode we have. quite briefly. And I just said to you that in summer – that's why I'm really interested in this. In yeah. summer, um, my sweat is like a river – under my arm it like it actually like it I don't like, know if it's that bad I can feel it like a little river yeah like a like creek a drink. like a creek yeah. not a river yeah. I sometimes I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like what is that and I yeah. feel it and it's, it's tickles like, yeah it's yeah. sweat running down the side <laughs> yeah. of my body yeah does any does this happen to anyone else it happens it happen- to me yeah. yeah so it must happen to other people yeah I don't know I feel like I sweat more than a normal person but then I also feel like you're on the same page as me yes. and we're both really paranoid about having BO. Actually this might be a medical condition but I was at F45 the other day and every time you went to a certain spot in the gym it was the most overpowering BO mm-hmm. like that Seinfeld episode. Mm. Have you seen that? No. Oh my god she doesn't watch Seinfeld. It's, I'm a friends person. It's sorry. absolutely mental that you don't watch Seinfeld. But I'm a friends person. But I think just, you're either one or the other. Just, no. I'm both. Let's have like a girls' night and I'm going to get I've you. I've watched it before, but I'm not like it's, into it. Like I not... haven't sat down and watched every season three times like oh, I have with friends. Guys, I love Seinfeld. I'm like, okay, I had a weird crush on George Costanza. That explains and, a lot. And Larry David. That explains both. a lot. Does Hannah. it? <laughs> yes. About I, your taste in men. Yes. yes. Like I just like love their personalities. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway. the dad bod. And the dad yeah. bod. Anyway, cool. so then... <laughs> 
so like it was so overpowering. Yeah. Like, it was I actually felt I, I was really struggling because mm. it would it would waft over into mm. your area. Oh. See, that's what I hope I don't do to people. You definitely don't because I sit next to you. But I was like, does this person not know or yeah. do, do they know? Yeah. And that's actually a medical problem. Mm. Imagine how debilitating that would be if so you knew debilitating. how bad it was. Like I would never and exercise I was like, or has it, in an enclosed space. Yeah, has someone, have they just forgotten to put deodorant on and yeah. now they've been like sweating all day and mm. now they're at the gym and I just wasn't sure. Yeah. It was like that. If you've seen that Seinfeld episode, basically they cannot get the BO smell out of the car. It was, uh. it kind of felt like that. Like no matter what. And then yeah. it's in her hair uh. and she can't get the smell out of her hair. Ew. Yeah. See, that's my number one fear is that people will be like, oh, that Joga really smells. And I, I want to be that person. I, I've never noticed that you've smelled that bad. <laughs> okay. I'm, I actually, sometimes we're sitting next to each other and I'm like, can you, you know, when I smell yeah. my underarms at my yeah. desk. And I can't smell and you. And you're like, what are you doing? And I'm yeah. like, I think I smell. Yeah. And you're like, no, you don't smell. I, mm. We must all just be quite sensitive to our own, but maybe mm. we just need to be like more comfortable. A little bit of smells okay. I wouldn't care if you smell me. Really? Yeah. If yeah. I smelled at work, like I wouldn't. Me be and that my sister by sometimes it. like we'll like, do you smell? And we'll yeah. Smell each other's underarms. I don't have a sister, so no. So you don't It'd know. Be weird if I did that with my brother. As my mum said, we both came from her vagina. That's oh, what yeah. my. That's what that my. That looks very true, Linda. <laughs> But you were surprised to hear that I'd actually had Botox under my arms. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So this was ages ago. So this was probably interested. five years ago. And we haven't discussed this yet. I'm really yeah. excited to hear. So um, generally this treatment is for anyone with hyperhidrosis, which is just like major excess sweating, like way more than an all person sweats to cool themselves down. Um, but I had Botox because I thought it would help with um, BO as well because the less I was sweating, I was hoping that I just wouldn't smell. And maybe mm-hmm. I don't smell, but like I've never. I, I, I know you talk about it. Maybe we can just smell ourselves. Like mm. we're more sensitive to our own smells. I think everyone's a little bit paranoid. But anyway, I had Botox under my arms, and it was so cool because they do this thing called an iodine and starch test. So they oh. put like essentially betadine under your arms, and then they put some starch on top. And then the areas that sweat the most under your arms start to turn black as you sweat. So you can see all the little sweat glands lighting up and where you sweat the most on your underarm. And mine was like kind of further up my underarm, like, I don't know, like almost my arm. Arm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I feel like that's why I get like sweat patches. Mm. Um, Anyway, but that worked for a little while, but it didn't work for ages and it's very expensive. Is that because Botox wears off so quick? It, do- yeah. it doesn't last that long. Yeah, and you have to use a lot of units under your arms. So it's A, it's oh, expensive and B, yeah. it doesn't that last would very be long. really because your forehead is such a small portion yeah. of your face that it's yeah. not a lot of Yeah, Botox. they use a shitload under there. But it didn't last super long. So Did it hurt? I just didn't, no, put numbing cream underneath. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I probably wouldn't do it again okay. just because I think I still smell. So, so you did it more for the smell. Yeah, but I don't know why. Because I maybe knew. we need to get you on clini- clinical protection too. Yeah, I think maybe I should go on I, clinical protection. Like, but I still sweat in summer on clinical protection. But you know what I'm going to do? So I told my friends that we were doing this episode and one of my friends said, you have to try apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. because she started using that, like just on a cotton what? pad, like swiping it under her arms What at does night. that do? Apparently it neutralizes the odor and the bacteria oh. under your arms. So it makes it impossible for bacteria to grow there. So yeah, if you want to have Botox, you can, or you can try a prescription deodorant, or if you have BO like me, you can use apple cider vinegar. And I'll come back to you on that because yes. I haven't actually used it yet but my friend said it really worked for her so that'll be a product you didn't know you needed it it probably will be 
So I'm going to intro our next guest, which is Daria. She is the head clinician and director of Victorian Dermal Group. Joanna and I have both been there to get some treatments. I love it there. Same. Um, Same. I had my skin needling there, which we will talk more about. So tell us a little bit about what you do. So we are a cosmetic medical clinic. Um, We provide laser cosmetic treatments. Part of our clinic also does leg veins, varicose veins, mm-hmm. etc. Um, so we use a lot of lasers, injectable treatments, cosmetic treatments. Do I feel you like we need you to get you back to talk about veins? Yeah, and also I personally do you do tat- I'm getting spider veins and it's freaking me and out. And I was also going to say, do you do tattoo removal? Because yeah. that's next yes. for me. I've been trying to convince Hannah to <laughs> have tattoo long. removal. <laughs> okay, next thing, Hannah, you're getting tattoo removal. Oh, but the flesh burning. No. I don't know if I can do it. Everyone, please vote. <laughs> Hannah's getting one tattoo removed just so that she can tell us about the experience. Can you DM us if there's there's enough public support, I'll do it. (laughs) Um, So, Daria, you've done Hannah's skin needling. Yes. So can you explain a little bit more about professional skin needling? Because it does differ a lot to um, like the microneedling that people are used to doing at home. Microneedling you would do at home, the depth is quite shallow. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much with home needling, great for active ingredients that you would use at home. Yes, um, It's good to deliver those ingredients because at home it approximately did, the depth would be 0.25, mm-hmm. so quite shallow. In clinic needling, we can penetrate up to 2.5, um, so much deeper when yep. hitting dermis. Mm-hmm. Um, so in clinic needling, we're creating micro wounds, which stimulate new collagen and elastin. Um, and then you're creating canals, which penetrate active ingredients. Okay. So does that explain why Hannah found the first one so painful? Because she, I said, did it, did it hurt? I, and she was I, like, I, much yes. I actually went in and was like, had a brave face though. Yeah. So Daria didn't know. Like I was like, Hannah, just don't be, don't be a wuss. Like, and I just was like, like, no. So I actually found the parts on your cheek were completely fine. Mm-hmm. It was the bits like the nose and the forehead where it was bony. That's mm-hmm. when I was like, um, met out. She was our videographer was filming it. She was like, she could tell I was kind of tensing in those areas. <laughs> right. But what I will say is the first one, I think it's because you don't know what to expect. Yes. Yes. The second one, I was like, oh, I know exactly what to expect now. Mm. It was completely fine. Um, but do you want to talk us through the process, which you did to me in my first cons- consultation really well? Do you want to talk everyone else through that process? Sure. So the first step would be to have a consultation to make sure that skin needling is appropriate for you. Um, there's no point having treatments done when your skin's not assessed and your concerns aren't being treated. So a skin consultation to determine your concerns so we get treatment efficacy and safety. Um, so with skin needling, we have a topical anaesthetic cream that we apply. I love the feeling of it. You did love I the do, feeling. I, I'm, like a, weird. I'm like a weird sicko. Like I just love the feeling of my face going numb. It's really weird. Well, can you provide her with a tube at home? <laughs> As we're going quite deep, our anaesthetic is quite potent. Mm. Um, so it stays on your skin for about 30 to 45 minutes to make sure you're nice and numb, um, to minimise any discomfort. Throughout the procedure, you will feel it in the bony prominences, so forehead, nose, etc. The cheeks have a lot of tissue density there, so you won't feel it as much. Um, Immediately after, there is a slight stinging. Did you feel that? Um, 
a tiny little bit, like a little bit of sensitivity, I would say. Mm, like a mild sunburning. Yeah, yeah, feeling. that's exactly what it was like. Yeah. That shouldn't last longer than two hours. Um, throughout the week with your recovery, you need to be gentle with your skin. Don't use any active ingredients. Um, nice and gentle cleanser. Medicaid B5 is amazing mm-hmm. with the hyaluronic acid we love in that. there. Mm. Um, and a good sunscreen moisturizer. Um, after the week, your collagen starts to produce. So you will see results two, three, four weeks, even three to six months later. So what kind of ingredients um, do you suggest to use in the lead up to a skin needling appointment and how long in advance should you be using them? Um, so definitely a retinol is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, sunscreen moisturizer, um, some peptides, mm-hmm. um, increased fibroblast activity. So you get great new strong collagen being built. Um, from your skin needling treatment. That's why it is so important to have a skin consultation with a dermal clinician prior to having your treatment booked in because you need to know all this prep stuff and you need to know what the treatment entails before you book that in. Because I would have just turned up with like having had filler or something. (laughs) Yeah, so you really do need to have a skin consultation. Very good point. So it's super important. So you can, um, all the prep information is given to you. You're using all the right ingredients. Mm -hmm. Sun exposure is huge. So if you've been in the sun, direct exposure, had a bit of a tan or sunburned, your skin is not going to heal properly mm-hmm. um, and that will cause some adverse effects from your treatment. Yeah. Um, so all this information is given to you at your consultation. Yeah. And most importantly, is it suitable for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. So um, you've had two sessions now, yep. Hannah, is that right? Yeah, I'm having the third session in December, but I've yep. got to say I'm like blown away. Uh, when I first had it done and I was like, oh, I was glowy like, straight after Mm. my skin looked really glowy and kind of plump um what I found really hard was not using actives Mm -hmm. for a week I was like I can't do this um but what I've noticed now which it's probably been at least six weeks since the first one I think yeah um so before I got it done I said to join eight weeks yeah, so mm. I've just really noticed the pore size has reduced. The appearance of the pores have reduced. Well, you said to me after your first treatment, you're like, oh, I don't know how much of a difference it can really make. And I was like, just wait, it's going to be a progressive I'm so thing. impatient. She's really impatient. I want, like, immediate results. <laughs> but you did say to me, like, yep. do my pores look different? I was like, oh, my God, they actually do. <laughs> Quite a few so people have better. noticed. Yeah, and I, and I haven't been wearing makeup. Yeah. So it's been really... I've, I'm shook by yeah. it. Aside from pore size, what other concerns? would skin needling help with? So it's producing new collagen and elastin. So anti-aging, rejuvenation, wrinkles, lines, um, skin texture. Because it's a mild resurfacing treatment, it will smooth out your texture, reduce your pore size. Um, It's acne scarring is huge. And you said you go, do you go deeper with Mm -hmm. the acne scarring? Um, Is that like a, I've seen some hectic YouTube videos of skin needling. Is that deeper? Cause there's like quite a lot of blood in those videos. And I'm like, is that real? Is that what, exactly. So Mm. the deeper you go, um, you're hitting further down into the dermis and creating more bleeding essentially. Do people Mm -hmm. find that quite painful? They do, but um, anaesthetic would stay on longer. Okay. Um, we can use injections okay. to anaesthetize as well. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. If you are going very deep. 
And how effective is it for acne scarring? Do you use that to treat like pitted scars? Because a lot of people ask us, what can I do about acne scarring? And I always respond and say, well, I don't know what kind of acne scarring you have. It's just um, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation that can be treated topically in some instances. But when it's actually textured and pitted scarring, Mm -hmm. that's where you would go for something like skin needling. Skin needling. There's also radiofrequency devices with needles Mm -hmm. um, with the added heat. So that's great for acne scarring. With acne scarring, there's classifications of scars. So Mm -hmm. the deeper they are, they would be treated differently. So you need to assess what type of scarring do you have. Yes. um, And then we would recommend treatments according to the depth and the classification of the scar. Mm -hmm. Yes. In terms of other treatments that you can't, because I know um, I had... I don't know if I want to say this. I had filler and Botox and so (laughs) I have to wait four weeks. Are there any other um, treatments that you need to be careful with when you're doing skin needling? So filler and Botox, two weeks you'd have to wait. Um, Mm -hmm. Fillers, four weeks. Any other laser treatment, generally four weeks you would need to wait just for your skin to heal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pairing your skincare with professional treatments is so important. So important. Um, Can you tell us why that is the case? Because I think a lot of people, you know, pay a lot of money to have professional treatments and they're not necessarily holding up their end of the bargain at home and doing their proper skincare. So why is that so important and how can that enhance the results that you see in clinic? We always educate our clients. I mean, if I were to choose treatment over skincare, I would choose skincare because mm-hmm. you're doing that every day at home. Yeah. So it's super important. In terms of preparation for your treatment, um, skincare provides a good barrier, healthy, hydrated skin. So you will respond better to the treatments. Your healing will be faster. You'll make more collagen. Mm -hmm. Um, Super important pre-treatment for about at least four weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And then post-care, it's more about hydration, repairing, sun protection. Yeah. What is some of your favourite products to use post-treatment? I feel like you're going to say the mesoesthetic skin repair. Yes, I use. Yes, it's one of my faves. <laughs> yeah, the girls love uh, that. Love that fast skin repair. Yeah, it's the best. It's amazing yep. post treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, also the Medicaid B five. Yep, um, is great just for hydration. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want to clog your skin or use anything too occlusive post care. Yeah, so it's nice and light and hydrating. Mm-hmm. You just pop a sunscreen moisturizer over the top. Um, do you need to use a uh, physical sunscreen as opposed to a chemical sunscreen? Definitely. Because your barrier is compromised post-treatment, you're very sensitive. Mm. You don't want to be using chemicals on your skin. Yeah. Um, it can cause irritation, redness, disrupt that healing process. Yeah. Um, physical sunscreen, obviously with the zinc, is physically sitting on top and bouncing mm. UV off. Mm-hmm. And also zinc oxide, isn't that um, good for inflammation? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how many treatments uh, for skin needling would you recommend for the best results? Minimum three, um, and that all depends on what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So you can have as many as you want, obviously. I wouldn't go crazy and have 10 or 20, mm-hmm. um, but usually five to six is a good number and then maintain every six to 12 months. Mm-hmm. If we're treating scarring and deeper indications, more treatments are required. And how far apart do those treatments have to be? What's your recommendation? Four weeks. Yep. 
And how much is it? Because I know that people listening will message us asking how much it is. So um, not necessarily just at Victdermal Group, but mm-hmm. across the board, what could people expect to pay for a professional treatment with a dermal clinician? Usually about, I would say, between 250 to 400. Per treatment? Per treatment. Yeah. Um, it's a really um, quite a long process. Mm-hmm. Like you have to sit there with the numbing cream on, mm-hmm. then you get the treatment and then you get put the mask on after to take away the redness. So You're there for quite a while. You are. So about two hours, would you mm-hmm. say? Yeah. Approximately mm-hmm. anaesthetic time, treatment time, recovery yep. mask time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously with the dermal clinician, They've got a health science degree. Yeah. It's a four-year qualification. Yep. Um, we use only the best products, as you girls know. You mm-hmm. stock a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a costly treatment to provide the service. Yep. Um, hence why the prices are what they are. Mm-hmm. So what kind of treatments would you recommend? I guess she, uh, getting ready for your wedding. Do you have a yes. lot of brides coming in? So many brides. Um, my advice to brides would be don't leave it too late. Yeah. We've had some brides come in. Two days before. No. <laughs> what were they expecting to have done two days Fix before their wedding? my face. Not sure. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you could get injectables at that point, maybe. They would. Really. You'd have bruising, and your Botox wouldn't have kicked in. That's true. And adverse effects can happen. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Okay, no. maybe not. If no. I do not do not take my advice for your wedding, please, <laughs> or in general. No, I'm <laughs> If I was to ever get married, I'd be prepping for like a solid 18 months, I reckon. Because it's not aware. They yeah. think skin yeah. is a quick fix. Mm. Um, also, skin is a long-term management. You Absolutely. can't have one treatment done and then don't have anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to keep stimulating our collagen and elastin. You know, for wedding, we're replenishing ourselves. So it's a process. Mm. Yep. Um, you haven't had a treatment for years. It's not going to fix everything with one treatment. So what kind of treatments do you usually um, prescribe to a bride, say, six or 12 months out from their wedding? Chemical peels are a really good start. Mm -hmm. Um, We love our peels. Yes. Only because they're removing dead skin cells, they're hydrating your skin, they're cleaning your pores out, they're leading the way, creating a healthy base for laser. Mm -hmm. So if your skin's hydrated, a lot of these resurfacing lasers are attracted to water, Mm. so you'll get a better response from them. Um, So chemical peels, well, great skincare initially, chemical peels, and then Clear and Brilliant is amazing. Mm-hmm. And now that's a baby Fraxel, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Um, great for younger skin, showing early signs of aging. So mm-hmm. open pores, fine lines, yep. texture. I think really important for bridal wedding skin is a smooth texture. Yes. A nice canvas for your makeup to sit on. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got pores and bumps and congestion, yep. um, makeup accentuates that. Mm-hmm. Um, so a nice smooth canvas. So Clear and Brilliant's amazing for that. I will be coming in to do Clear and Brilliant after my skin needling. I've just seen people that have had it done and I'm like, that's what I want. Yes. Just looks tight. Is it tighter? Is that just me? It It's a resurfacing laser. Okay. So it creates these little micro wounds where the laser goes in. Tighter, removes dead skin cells, um, stimulates new collagen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a buff and polish and a plump. In layman's terms, great. I love plump skin. Now, people probably heard that buzzword, Fraxel. We are going to touch on that in a later episode, so don't worry. We will get into that in more detail because it needs to be covered in Mm -hmm. pretty much a full episode. So 
Don't worry. Um, I think I had one more question. Yes. You've got great skin and we like to ask uh, some of our guests their skincare routine yes. in terms of like what kind of ingredients do you use and how intense is your skincare routine? I have an active cleanser with AHAs and BHAs. My favourite is Pore Cleanse Gel by Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. Um, I find if I don't use that, I will get a bit congested. Okay. Um, so cleanser, always an antioxidant, vitamin C during the day, uh, a good retinol and some pigment inhibitors at night. I have melasma. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So it's a constant battle. Couldn't tell. Could not tell. <laughs> Managed. Yeah. Um, so it's a constant battle to manage the melasma. So skincare, regular treatments, really good sunscreen moisturizer during the day. Um, I also use mineral makeup with SPF in it as well mm-hmm. with a lot of zinc oxide and um, antioxidants. At night, I just use a nice hydrating super light moisturizer. Okay. And then I'll mix it up. Yeah. That's my baseline, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then I'll mix it up with various things throughout the week. And yep. you would be getting professional treatments too. Yes. yes. What treatments do you have regularly? So I mix it up. I might do something every month definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't have to always be intense. They yep. might be a light peel one month. The next month I might have some laser for my pigmentation. The following month, I might have needling. Yeah. So. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm like, so on this professional treatment bandwagon, yes. from someone that like never had a facial, wow. like I've really come a long way. Mm. Yeah. I'm very proud of you, oh, Hannah. You've done such a even from the start of this podcast. <laughs> can I our know. audience just acknowledge how far Hannah has um, come My skin knowledge? age actually was 36 when we started this podcast and mm. it's gone down to 28. I'm not um, trying to brag about it. I've... But I think you I, should brag. About it. That's brag. amazing. <laughs> the, thing that, the thing that I love about skincare and treatments is like I go out of the house now with no makeup on, mm. and I feel super confident. People comment on my skin, and like that is to me not having to hide your skin with yes. makeup is, I think, one of the best things that's that come out of this whole experience. Why I love to get people into yeah. skincare because you don't need to wear makeup yeah. every day. I love not wearing yeah. makeup, and we don't wear makeup and. Like, I think the biggest thing for me was you could never get me on camera without yeah. makeup and yeah. I do it all the time now. And yeah. it's really How liberating. It yeah. just makes such a difference to your confidence because I know that's why a lot of people wear makeup daily because they feel like they aren't their most confident when they're not wearing makeup. I just want people to get to the point totally. where they're like, oh, I don't care if anyone sees me without makeup on. I can go down and buy some milk without makeup on, you know. So. And I feel like skincare, like you, you you think from like, you think maybe it's makeup that makes you more confident, but I actually yeah. think skincare Absolutely. makes you more confident. Totally agree. And we're having I'm, a I moment, mean, aren't we? <laughs> having a really sorry that you had to be part of this deep moment, Terry. like looking at us. <laughs> Like, okay, girls. No, it's the goal. It's true. Not wearing makeup is the goal for Mm. every female out there. Imagine. Okay, guys, I think I know what I'm going to build up to. What? (laughs) Not wearing makeup at my wedding. That'll be in like 10 years. I'd still wear makeup at my wedding. (laughs) Yeah, but that would be goals. Can we build up to you going on a first date without makeup on? I think that's a better goal. That is a great goal. Oh, no. Yes, we're doing it. At least at the wedding he knows what I look like without makeup. (laughs) That's a good point. Oh, Joanna, I feel I like, think you're that's like a good challenge. you've actually like challenged me. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to do it now. Yeah, oh, we're doing okay. it. It's All right. happening. We'll, we'll we'll talk about this later. Anyway, let's regroup back. On. Okay. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Well, thank you, Daria, for joining us. 
So, Joanna, what's your product this week? Anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with Linolips. So, my product I didn't know I needed is their new scrubber balm, which I'm so excited about because I've been waiting for them to bring out a lip scrub forever. I used to use the e.l.f. one, um, which we also stock, but it is a little bit more hardcore. I find that the Lano one is a bit gentler. So it's got um, orange peel. It's got um, sugar, like extra fine sugar crystals um, and like natural waxes, avocado and jojoba oils. So it's hydrating as well as um, exfoliating. I'm confused. You Mm. put it on to wear? Yeah, you can leave it on. You can see like if you – Put a lot on though. You can see the little, um, like little bits of sugar. Well, I put ha- it on at night. Well, if you kiss someone, do you think they could taste the sugar? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that yeah. sounds great. So if you kiss your partner before bed or something. What about just a random at a bar on a dance floor? I probably wouldn't wear it out there. Um, I'd probably keep it to the confines of your home. Um, it's like a bedtime thing. So it's part of my like bedtime routine. Aww, so I do that before I go cute. to bed because I tend to get pretty dry With lips. Your, I loved how the other day you said I've got really expensive jammy. Jammies? Jammies? Yeah. <laughs> do you call them jammies? Yeah. Is Doesn't like, everyone call them jammies? No. PJs. Oh, No. <laughs> I'm a little girl. I know you are. (laughs) So, yeah, Hannah, what is your product you didn't know you needed? So I've chosen something that um, you actually can't get at a door. A few people have asked me um, when I've got like, I have like really hairless arms, not not naturally. Mm. Um, But a few people are like, oh, how do you get the hair off your arms? Um, and I don't get them lasered because it's, I think that's like a waste of money because it's Mm -hmm. so cheap to wax your own arms. So I use wax strips. How do you do that on yourself? I have the arms of a grizzly bear. I cannot do my own So I'm going to take you through the process because it's taken me quite a while to finesse it and perfect it. So you buy the wax strips. You can get them from Chemist Warehouse or from the Mm -hmm. supermarket. Are these the ones you warm up in your hands? Yes. So uh, I don't actually warm them up in my hands because I find that a bit awkward. Yeah. I get stuck to the sweaty palms. Yeah, exactly. So I actually put it on my leg like Mm -hmm. if I've got pants on. Yeah. And then I like rub it like the friction of doing it right now. Showing Um, The friction between your hand and your leg and then it um, warms it up really quickly. Yeah. Uh, Then you like separate them. And then I actually just use one for one arm. I just do the lower parts of my arms. Oh. See, that would look weird for me because I've got really hairy arms. But like. I don't the think hair that, just goes sorry, up to my shoulder. I don't think yours could be any hairier than mine. Sometimes, like, no, I look at are. mine and I'm like, ooh, I need to, they, like, get really, really I think hairy and I've coarse got, and black. Yeah. No, mine are She's, worse than You that. can see them right now. They're growing back. So, um, and then you just basically, uh, look, it can be a little bit painful the first few times you do it, but you get used to it. Mm. And it's really quick. It probably takes me, like, literally, like, 60 seconds. So, do you wax the front of your forearm like if you have your palm turned upwards do you wax that underneath bit I don't have any hair underneath I do the sides though and like you do the little the little bits around the wrist as well yeah and then I do that with one strip yeah I can usually do it with one strip if I have to use another one I will but usually not wow as I think as time goes on and you continue to wax your arms the the hair hair naturally thins out so you need less yeah yeah so Waxing tips from Hannah. Waxing tips from me. Mm. So can you do my arms at our desk? I sure can. Because I don't think I could do it myself. I sure can. Yeah, I've bring actually, them in. I've actually waxed my ex-boyfriend's friends back before. Oh, really? I've with done my brother's sa- neck. With the same wax strips. Oh, yeah. yeah I've done my brother's neck yeah. with those wax strips. Yeah, we like probably won't a- like me sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he listens. You actually never talk about your brothers, so. Yeah, I don't talk about anyone. They've made an appearance. <laughs> 
Um, I just also wanted to raise, by the way, yes. I went to Kmart the other day <laughs> and I just wanted to bring this up on this podcast because I feel like a lot of people shop at Kmart. Yeah. You judged me I know. in a big way because I bought a skirt. So I went in, they never have my size. I saw this skirt. I was like, yes, they've got my size. So I bought it. I come back. I'm like, look how cute my skirt is. She's like, oh, but now I know it's from Kmart. I'm like, so? She's so like, you're- I don't buy clothes from Kmart. I was like, you're making um, me sound like such everyone a buys clothes from Kmart. Get on it, Hannah. I didn't look when I saw the skirt. I think you know this is all about this is all about the judgment that you have in your head. Mm. That like I just like judged Kmart and was like, oh, you must not have. You nice can't judge Kmart. I know. I, it's I, unjudgeable. I feel, I feel really judgy. Yeah, I love all their homewares, by the way. Obsessed with yeah. their homewares. So you would expect that their clothing range might be like good for basics. Anyway, it was mm. a really nice skirt. I really liked it. Well, just you wait till I wear. Wear it and I pull it off. But you know what I'm like with clothes. Yeah. You might be a skincare snob, but I do like my clothes. Yeah. But I will find a bargain if I have to. She is a bargain. You are a bargain shopper. So please message me if you love Kmart um, because Hannah's judgy and I don't appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Thank you.